at your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins. On Sacktown Sports. How about that? Chris Watkins, the Nerlens Noel era in Sacramento. It's already over. It's Never over. really got started. I know. It's uh, it's sad. I was actually really excited when they signed Nerlens initially. I was looking forward to seeing I was looking what he forward can do to he's healthy. Exactly. Like, it was just a kind of an unknown of, uh, you know, if this guy still has what he showed a couple years ago when he was on the Knicks and on the Oklahoma City Thunder, that could have been a guy that the Kings really could have used, like a, a low usage offensively, just a guy who, who doesn't need the ball in his hand, but defensively brings some rim protection, brings some ability to to guard out on the perimeter. And, you know, it just would have been nice to see if, if he still had some of his game left in him because I think it's still a really useful player if he could. Yeah, then JaVale McGee becomes available. The yeah. Kings jump at the chance to sign him. So they're waving Nerlens Noel and Nemea Shiketa. Um, yeah, Nemea's another one. Kind of – kind of – Mixed feelings on that one. I do feel like there's an element of, you know, the Kings have gotten a good look at Namias. He's been with the team for a couple of years now, and, you know, he, he's, you know, had mild improvement, but I don't think he, he's quite where the Kings would want him to be. And, uh, you know, it's there's that side of it. But also he's, he's a young guy who, you know, still showed some promise, especially at the G League, but never really translated to the NBA game. And I think it's a classy move for the Kings to let them both go and in the name of letting them get an opportunity somewhere else. And I hope both of those guys find a home somewhere else. Yeah, circumstances changed yep. dramatically yep. when JaVale McGee became available. Yeah, so I mean, he I'm just, excited about yeah. what he can do too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm really excited for what he can do. He's kind of the one that you don't have to squint your eyes. Exactly. <laughs> I can't wait for the songs that are going to come out because of it. Uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I think he's going to be pretty much what the Kings are hoping to get there. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if he, we see him before we see Alex Len out there. You didn't hear my JaVale McGee song? I did hear oh, your you JaVale McGee okay. song. I'm hoping that there's more. I'm okay. hoping we can make a whole album. Or less. Yeah. Hopefully there's more or less. less of no, it. Yeah. more. We need more Whitey Gleason on the track. I don't know about that. I do. But um, I do know this. The NBA is expected to pass some tougher rules on resting players, mm-hmm. on load management that could impact uh, the Kings. So let's look at how these rules would impact the Kings. The NBA expected to pass more strident rules, punishments to limit the resting of star players for nationally televised and in-season tournament games. Ah. And instances, the league cracking down on instances of multiple All-Stars sitting out individual regular season games. Mm, Okay. That's what sources told ESPN yesterday. This got lost in the shuffle again a little bit because of all this football going on. And we'll certainly get back to that. Uh, The Board of Governors expected to approve this Wednesday. Um, So one thing that's interesting about these rules, the NBA is defining a star player. Because you can't rest your stars. What do you mean? Right. Well. Is Keegan Murray a star? Here's what a star player is, according to this NBA rule. Someone who's made the all-star or all-NBA teams in any of the three previous seasons. Okay. Which makes sense. You can't be an all-star if you're – got to be a star to be on the all-star team. That's a good point. Seems Mm -hmm. like a good good barometer. So the NBA, again, if this is approved and it's expected to pass – they will incorporate a fine system for teams. Begins with one hundred thousand dollars for Ooh. first offenses, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for second offenses, and one million dollars more than the previous penalty for each additional fine. Money. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, how are they going to determine what's load managing though? Like, I mean, at this, like, I mean, there's like traditional, literally, just oh, he's sitting for rest. But like, what's to say? 
hey, De'Aaron Fox has had a nagging hamstring injury. We're going to sit him out for this game listed as a hamstring well, re-aggravation. You, that's I, called the Manny Ramirez injury. Every think, every yes. week he'd have just sure. one hamstring injury. Yeah. <laughs> they they have some rules here. We'll just go over the rules, but okay. I think, remember, bottom line is you're right. So teams <laughs> must manage their roster to ensure that no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. Okay. Uh, teams okay. must ensure that star players are available for national TV and in-season tournament games. Okay. Teams must maintain a balance between okay. the number of one-game absences for a star is. player in home games and road games with a preference for those absences to happen in home games. <laughs> it is getting a little bit like... Teams must refrain from any long-term yeah. shutdown or near shutdown when a star player stops participating in games or plays in a material reduced role in circumstances affecting the integrity <laughs> of the game. It is a lot of uh, dictarian kind of <laughs> rules there where it's like, all right, like you really want me to like look at my schedule ahead of time and say, okay, like let me manage my ro- or whatever. They're using very interesting terms that you need to be- make sure that you don't essentially rest your guys. But like what if Sabonis is out for – Two weeks or whatever, and De'Aaron again. De'Aaron's having a nagging injury. Are you saying since the bonus is out, De'Aaron, you really like you yeah. cannot be out of any game? Like, mm-hmm. there's one. What you want to hear the last one? Please, yeah, yeah sure. Teams must ensure that healthy players resting for a game are present and visible to fans. Yeah, that's those what are the rules. <laughs> so you have to even be in the building. Yeah, but you hit the nail on the head. I remember years ago, That's Bill Winnington, crazy. when he was with the Kings, he was going to do something on our station. So we were yeah. talking to him about doing this. Or NBA that. champion, Bill Williams. Uh, yeah, and I don't think he was yet or was – Really? He uh, might, I don't think he was mm-hmm. yet. Um, and, you know, there was something about it. Winnington was out for the start of the season with a back injury, mm-hmm. which you, and I remember asking him, like, how's your back? And he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, you know, yeah. is, okay, you can't load man- – load management is – the guy's not playing because we're managing his load. Right. But to your point, the guy's not playing because he has a sore foot. Yeah. It's like, do you just want, like, you just want a specific thing for the reason why he's, like, and yeah, we can sudden, make it's up not load management. Exactly. It's a sore foot. So, yeah, you can rip it up and throw it in the garbage. I just, so, what is the point of any of this? Is I think it just to try to make us think, wow. Yeah. I know the players are going to play something. now. Yeah, like the NBA has rules against it, and, you know, maybe they'll enforce it once or twice. I'm sure Greg Popovich will will, uh, will push the line on this at some point. But, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, I, I don't think that this is actually enforceable, and I think teams are going to make a joke of it. And, you know, I think it's the NBA doing something for the sake of saying that they're doing something about load management and they're taking steps in the right direction. The and NBA, I yeah. say one of the things I don't like about this is we haven't even played the in-season tournament and they're already adding the in-season tournament to that list of games. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're, yeah, they want to make sure. That's that's interesting, Chris. Right. I think you're right. That's part of the the uh, the underlying message here That's is true. you yeah. will take the in-season tournament seriously. seriously. Yeah, which, you know, I guess it makes – and the thing is – to, to tie in that point, like they're all national TV games. Like the, 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 that's really the point of this is that they're trying to make it on. The, it, you can rest if you're just playing on your, you know, your regional 
channel or whatever. They don't care about that. But it's more about, hey, when everyone's watching, we want to make sure that that viewership is as much as possible. I'm going to So share- when Mark Jones is calling the games for the Kings, you can take the game off. De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis can take the game off. Yes. When he's calling it for ESPN, you can't take the game off. Yes, I think um, that's a general By the way, those are the two stars by this definition. Those are the two stars on the Kings yes. who would be right. impacted They're the by only this. ones who fit I, that I just want to – I know this will make your head spin. Okay. The NBA will allow pre-approved designated back-to-back allowances for players who are 35 years old on opening night or have career workloads of 34,000 regular season minutes or 1,000 regular season slash playoff games combined. Numbers are hard. Love it. Love it. What? You're just better off whatever this is. You don't need us to know this. The the teams (laughs) need to work with players, say, this looks bad. How can we fix it? Yeah. Because this doesn't help anybody. No, this doesn't help anything. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help anything. It makes it does make my head spin. It makes me really confused. And the fact, yeah, so all of this is true, except if you're old, essentially, is what they're saying also. It's you know like, how, if you're old, then it's okay. We get it. I was going to say one way it could help the Kings, although to the point you made brilliantly, it's like, yeah, instead of load management, it's just he has a sore finger. But, I mean, a team like the Warriors, whom the Kings play a lot, right. would really figure to be impacted by this. Yeah, especially because... If like, anyone's <laughs> actually going to follow yeah. these stupid rules. Like, and the thing is, it's, yeah, it's such a broad category that it's like some teams have more players that fit into that basket. So, like, yeah, the Warriors are going to have Steph. They're going to have, I don't is it the last three years, right? It said All-Star or... Let me check. Which page was that on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paragraph three. Yeah, paragraph Thank you. three line. I have it here. Five. Yeah. It's right I there. I think it's in the different volume. Oh, okay. I already put that away. Here it is. Uh, someone who's made the All-Star or all NBA teams in any of the three previous seasons. So, yeah. I mean, like, that's Chris Paul. That's, I think, Clay. That's, I think Draymond's made an All-Star game in the last three. Like, it's, I it's. I mean, so. it's their main core of guys. Like, it's a bigger pool of guys that right. you could potentially fall so it's a little, I mean, it is a little bit unfair to like a team like the Warriors where the Kings kind of only have two It's going to be options. unfair to the Warriors? Oh, no. I'm honestly surprised that it oh. passed. I'm shocked that it passed. They should just call this the Clipper rule, right? This yeah, is the I LA guess. Clipper rule. It kind of is, I guess. Yeah, Kawhi and Paul George, except those guys are actually hurt. Like, I don't know if it's load management or the fact that they actually just have guys who the, are made of glass. The, the Suns, it seems to me, could be impacted Suns, by some of these. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But again, I don't know that it has any teeth whatsoever i don't think so because again like no one's it's just no one's gonna say that they're out for uh-huh. rest anymore it's yeah. just gonna be other things kevin durant's knee hurts no it does yeah it does yeah it does it take an does. mri all right i mean it, his <laughs> knee hurts so he's not playing right i mean we'll show you that's why we're gonna need yeah. a faking czar <laughs> you're faking <laughs> get out there <laughs> Phony, liar. Like, yeah, you just hit their knee or something. Like, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how you could reasonably. I I wish you weren't a liar. I don't know about you. I appreciate that they're trying to do something. But on the other hand, this is just so obviously ineffective that I it's almost embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Is there's something I'm missing? I just don't see how this could actually work. It is embarrassing. It's just it's not going to work. There's nothing about it that makes much sense in the amount of rules and stipulations they put in it it's just going to confuse people and it's all for nothing like I, this is not solving the problem i think they need to uh they need to get and the funny thing is they won't actually fix the problem which would be 
just making less games. Like if you bring this down to 72 games, there's a lot lesser chance that people are going to need to load manage, but the NBA is not going to do that because then they make less money. So I also think, and it is good that it came out. I see why it came out yesterday because no one's paying attention to exactly. it. Exactly. Monday yeah. night. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. No one's, no but one's you paying don't, attention. It is dangerous for the NBA to call a lot more attention to this, even if they're yeah. trying to fix it. Cause it just right. reminds people the best players quite often do not play. Right. I mean, yeah, it's really, it is really pointing at that. And, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those situations where once they enforce it once, like people are going to ask, why didn't you enforce it this time or this time? Or this? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's going to be a, a slippery slope. So if they are going to do it, they need to be consistent about it. Mm. I, I don't see how. It's somewhat effective. If it's even a little bit effective, great. I just yeah. have a hard time seeing how it will be. Up next, Bold Kings predictions of the day. Uh, I will tell you, Kings, what the – excuse me, Chris. I will tell you – what the Kings will do this year that you thought they did last year but actually didn't. Okay. Next. Okay. What in Watkins here, Sackdown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sackdown Sports and watch the show from your desk. We appreciate it. Having fun today. I hope you're having fun with us today. Whitey and well, not Waddy. He didn't really care for that. But not Chris Watkins yeah. and Simone and Judge Verlaud. I get nervous once we get into the 4 o'clock hour here because this hour, Factor Fantasy Showdown, unification Ooh, bout. A lot yeah. on the line. Was working out all weekend trying to uh, get ready for this bout. So, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. ready. I'm Somehow ready. I win four in a row in dominant Somehow. fashion. Then I miss a day. Chris wins one. And, oh, unification bout. Yeah, that's what, how it goes. I what, mean, what? Yeah, and, you vacated the title. And I would say Chris's win was more that he didn't lose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Take I right. almost won Look, even though I didn't participate. You play who's in front of you. And, uh, you know, I just I played the competition that was in front of me, and I came out not the loser. So, you know. <laughs> that's I, right, Judge Verlaine. Cry yeah. about it. I'm sorry. I witnessed that, and you guys were like, minus three. I really thought five. Whitey was going to win. I really <laughs> honestly thought Chris was going to say, and – Whitey Gleason's the winner and kicks the door down, rips the helmet from my hand, and uh, no, but I'll take it how I can get it. You know, you vacated the title, and, you know, I, I took what was, what was up for grabs. fiercely, and it was, uh, I appreciate it. I think you offered, you said, hey, do you want to play? And I was like, no, that's your Yeah, exactly. Thing, so. You you yeah. had your shot at the belt, and yeah, you relinquished you it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a good story arc, but, yeah, I mean, we're going to try and unify the belts today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, we will unify the belts. I guarantee that. Anything can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if if someone walks through that door. Bold King's predictions of the day. Uh, And we're working on now figuring out what we do with our Nerland's Noel predictions. Yeah. And I think I'm the only one that actually made any. But we're we're trying to figure that out yeah, now. Yeah, you, you are the only one that made one, and it was part of a three-part Overachiever. <laughs> I think it should be scrubbed from the record because clearly it's it's unattainable now. He's not even on the team. Then don't throw bold predictions of guys who aren't on the roster yet, maybe. You know, it's just... All right. Fair enough. Seems like a lesson learned to me, but, uh, you know, whatever. Remember, I've actually gotten at least one right already. Uh, Yeah. Have you? Have you? No, no, that's because all of mine have to do with actual basketball and not about things that don't have to do with basketball. Um, Like friendship. Excuse me. Yes, Judge? Uh, you're, you're also forgetting that the Kings will have a new celebrity fan. <laughs> That's basketball. That's about because the basketball team is so good, it's wow. going to attract 
the well, public eye. You know, some of those that Chris made, he really was not feeling well for a stretch there. That's also a good point. We need to scrub some of those from the record as I well. I stand by all of my predictions, and you guys are going to look a fool when Jay Z's sitting courtside and he's got his Sasha jersey on and his okay. Harrison Barnes ambassador shirt underneath. I thought you were it. trading Harrison Barnes. This year. Well, Jay-Z's going to be really upset about that at the deadline, but he's going to understand and that it's for the betterment of the to team. To be fair, Whitey, you are the one that said Harrison Barnes is going to be traded. Yes. Chris oh, said okay. that there's just going to be a huge trade this season. Okay. I'm so All glad right. Chris okay. is keeping track of yes. this. See, that's why I'm here. Holding well, people accountable. Yeah, yeah thanks. That's what we're about here, you know? Yeah. Wow. Diligent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's got it ready. Uh, the Sacramento Kings this year will, this is my bold prediction, they will uh, rise dramatically in the pace rankings they'll be top five in pace i'll bet you thought well they already were right yeah yeah you know what they were in pace that <laughs> do you even know what i'm talking yeah, about i do okay. i know the stat pace yeah okay pace which is yeah. um possessions per 48 minutes yes right yeah yeah do you know what they were in the nba last year what they where they ranked i would guess top 10 um they were 12th really yes wow isn't That's that surprising really yeah it is yeah they were 12th in pace and a team that plays at pace, they're going to take a lot of shots, right? Mm-hmm. Field goal attempts last year, Sacramento, 16th in the NBA in shots. Now, wow. that's not a criticism. Right. You know, we know that they were a hyper-efficient Hyper offensive team. I think this year they're going to defend better, and I think we're going to wow. see them really play at even a more rapid pace. They'll be, I think they'll move into uh, maybe as high as a top five. And for all the people that thought, boy, last year, up and down, up and down the floor. Yeah. Well, with some of that they, they they did. But over the whole no. season, they were 12th in pace. And yeah. I think we're going to see a real increase in that this year. That's interesting because, yeah, I mean, I think the reason why they were so low, if you would say, is because of the amount of half-court offense they ran. Like, it was a lot of, You're right. hey, give it to Domas in the high post, let everyone work around. And, You're right. you know, to your point, right. it's all about maximizing possession. So, if you're going to take – 15 of the 24 seconds every possession, then there's some teams that just run a little yeah. bit faster. Yeah, and then whether my prediction's right or not, that's a great point. They were more of a half-court team at times last year than yeah. I think a lot of us realized. Yeah, a lot of people thought – I think it's honestly it just effective. because – It yeah. was very effective. It, I think it's because De'Aaron Fox is their point guard, and I think people just naturally think, oh, that guy's so fast, they must just run it with him all the time, and that's the offense is just get it, go, and then let De'Aaron figure everything out. But – you know, yeah, I think people who watched the team last year understand mm-hmm. that it was it was a good amount of just setting it up and moving around Domas. So. Yeah, and I, I think uh, they'll have to rebound better. If they rebound better, yeah. I think they'll get out and run more. That's a fantastic point because they were terrible at rebounds, and obviously you can maximize your possessions if you get the defensive rebound, which the Kings, we know that was their Achilles heel last year. So All right. we don't need to touch on Chris Watkins. Uh, so I just want to say I made Look, this I guess what it is? earlier today. Yeah, go ahead. Keegan Murray's going to get a new dog. <laughs> and he's going to have a best friend bracelet. I see Keegan more as a cat person. That's that's my prediction for what your bold prediction's going to be. <laughs> no, it's not, not that. Okay, I'm sorry. jealous. I am jealous of that prediction, though, because I think that's a fantastic <laughs> prediction. If Keegan Murray didn't just get a dog, <laughs> he did. He just got it. I wish I knew what its name is, but uh, he did say that he got a dog this month. Oh, or I, I think he got it. At the start of last year, yeah. uh, and he said it keeps him great company. Um, he does look more like a cat guy, by the way. I think was that Simone? <laughs> Simone, did you say that? No, for logic. Uh, he does look a lot more like a what cat guy. What does a cat person look like? 
You know what? We're not going to get. We've gotten into what it's people like. like they they <laughs> don't go with the the. They are a different grain of person. Are they more um, uh, friendly more of a uh, introverted? No, I would say they're more. They're open to different ideas. Okay, I'll say that. All right, like they don't. They go to the beat of their own drum. All right, cat people. You're saying in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I've, I've, like a cat person is not going to say like I'm not a cat person. They're going to be like, yeah, I'm a cat person. I like cats. Yeah, for sure. Yes, definitely. Are cat people ever like wet blankets? Is that a thing? I got a couple cat people here, so I can't. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't pick one of the other. I like yeah. both. All right. Yeah. There's there's beauty in both dogs and cats. I don't know why it has to be one or the other kind yeah. of thing. I shouldn't have taken a stand on cat. <laughs> shouldn't have taken a shot at Keegan Murray like that. Uh, my prediction is uh, JaVale McGee. Again, I made this prediction before the day, uh, before the announcement happened. So uh, JaVale McGee will lead the Sacramento Kings in dunks this year. Last year, Demonis Sabonis led the team in dunks at 81. Uh, JaVale had, I think, 30 or 40 last year in his time with the, uh, with the Mavericks. Season before that, he had 100 dunks. I think it's just kind of what JaVale does. Uh, the Kings really don't have any lob threats besides JaVale on their team, so I think that's going to be something that will be fun for them to unlock. I can already picture JaVale and, and Malik Monk running pick and rolls and throwing lobs to JaVale. So, uh, yeah, my prediction is JaVale McGee will lead the team in dunks this he year. He sure did a lot of that with Mike Brown as one of the assistants right. on, on the Warriors. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, JaVale... JaVale is massive. Like he, I don't know if he has a crazy long wingspan or if he's he does seven he does. one or seven two. But like when he dunks the ball, it looks effortless. Like you know, of course, when you're going to be seven feet tall, the rim's not that much higher. But JaVale just makes the ball look like a tennis ball, and the way he dunks, he'll go up and under the rim. Like it's it's mm-hmm. really different, and I think that's something that the Kings just really haven't had the luxury of. They they had Willie Cauley-Stein a few years ago, and that was really the last guy that they had that was a true lob threat. And I think it's going to be a nice new toy or a new weapon that they can uh, utilize this year. I think we talked last week about um, the the YouTube highlights, JaVale McGee highlights. Yes. And I know a lot of those are this is from quite a few years ago. Yeah. That said, watching that, I was uh, surprised by how creative he has been historically at the rim sometimes. Yeah. He, to your point, I mean, he can obviously throw it down, right. but that's not all he does at the rim. No, yeah. I mean, he's he's really crafty, really creative. It must be those long arms because he just like he just looks at – it just seems like he, he sees the game a little bit differently than everybody else does, not necessarily in like a special LeBron kind of way, but just the way he attacks – the rim and approaches the game just seems to to be his own little unique style, yeah, and uh, cool. I, I think let's it's really get some good. Basketball please, going can on. we please? We're almost there. We're less than a month away from the Kings training camp starting. I can't wait, and uh, I can start to feel it in the air a little. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I am really jealous of your Keegan Murray dog uh, dog prediction. I'm going to save that for maybe next week. Or well, something. now we got to find out what his dog's name is. I know. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's probably something terrible to be honest with you i don't i don't have faith that keegan murray was really inspiring with his uh, gonna animal be great. name it's gonna be a great dog i'm sure it's like brad or something <laughs> it's my this is my dog joseph <laughs> well when we come right back uh the jets win last night was extremely rare tell you just how rare it was next year whitey and watkins on sackdown sports hyper efficient Download 
the Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Great game last night. Obviously, uh, sad, sad, sad news for, for football fans with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. But a rare, rare game last night. We'll look at just how rare that was in just a moment. First, uh, on the uh, text line, 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. I just tying up a few loose ends. We've had some interesting conversations today. Thanks for participating on what the NBA should do about load management from the uh, 916. Uh, just say players can only play the same percentage of playoff games as they played regular season games. If you played in 66% of the regular season games, you play in 66% of the postseason. Okay, but then if right. a guy gets hurt, then how do you – it's not fair. Account for that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh, Also from the 916, we're talking about cat people and dog people, and I probably sh- don't shouldn't get into this. Yep. But I'll just, I don't, I'm asking you guys about cat people. Okay. Uh, cat people jog in jeans. Is that, <laughs> is that true or is this, is this slanderous? That's wild. Uh, I, that sounds a little slanderous. That, that sounds okay. more like ferret people. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, they they run in jeans oh, and flip flops. Yeah. yeah, yeah, jeans and flip flops are big ferret energy for sure. That's crazy. Like if I saw someone running in jeans getting workout, I'm like, oh, they probably have a ferret. They probably yeah. running okay. to get ferret Thank food. You. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with having right. a ferret. Ferrets are good pets. Aren't they illegal in California? Probably. They're, they're they very flexible. Be. I know that. Uh, three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Rich joins us on Sackdown Sports. Hey, Rich, thanks for hanging on. What can we do for you? Hey, Whitey Watkins. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. You guys reached the Delexius area code today, 619. Ah, wow. Whoa. Deep today. Yeah. You're in, the, you're in the 619. You're in San Diego County today, man. Hello. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. yes, we can. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I just wanted to. I really like what you two are doing together. You play off each other really well. And I, I listen to your program quite a bit. And, uh, I'm from Sacramento, native, and uh, I used to ris- listen to the Rise Guys. In fact, I was going through my CDs today, and I saw this one, the Rise Guys, What's the Logic, right? What's the Logic, autographed. yes. Yeah. Yes, it's autographed by Phantom, Whitey, and Justin Case. And, and <laughs> I was just curious what uh, – why. <laughs> What Watson? What he, this was in two thousand one. So he was just a little little guy then, right? <laughs> it's a good Your question. Partner. Yeah, good yeah. question, Rich. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, two thousand one. Where was six it? years old? Okay, I was six years old. Yeah. Uh, what it's was good, I doing question. at that point? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is six year olds like are they in preschool? Is that kindergarten? I'm I think really bad. Fit, Five years is when you start. I think five years old, you start kindergarten. Okay. I think. Uh, see, yeah. So I have no idea. I don't know. At that point, I was probably reciting the King's like play booklet or whatever. So even then, getting ready for your radio career. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I would be like, I was that kid that my dad would like say, hey, come here, come here. And we just would be like, Lawrence Funderburk. And I would be like, number 51, 6'8, 245 pounds. And. Mm-hmm. I forgot where Lawrence Funderburg went to college, but that was uh, that was like my party trick a little bit. Is he Ohio State? Ohio State? I don't know. Lawrence Funderburg was always like the guy that I would put in because I was like, who is like he obviously never got playing time because he was always behind Webb, and so like yeah. for me, I was like, oh, that's like if you know Lawrence Funderburg, like you really know everything about the Kings. Yeah, he went to Ohio. State. My my he dad would spoke to my high school. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. My dad would do something like that with me. He had baseball games on all the time. So yeah. I'd say, 
He said, hey, come here. And I was like, I don't know, four or five. Yeah. Uh, what's your thing? A summary for that inning, no runs, no hits, no errors. <laughs> I don't even think I knew what it yeah. was, but I knew that. You just knew yeah. the facts of the Yeah. <laughs> I just would hear that. So yeah, it's like, you're like, yeah. yeah, I can I don't know, I a summary? Do I don't know what that means. Yeah. Is there a, can we expect a, uh, a Whitey Gleason album anytime soon? Like, is no. there any chance that we're going to? Let me think about it. A, no. Okay. I don't think gotcha. so. Just too much, too much time. And how much time does it take you to, like, make a song? Me, it yeah. takes forever because I'm terrible. So it takes a long time. That's part of the that's part of the problem. If I can get your girlfriend involved, maybe, yeah, for maybe sure. we got something. Oh there. yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. One, thank you, Rich. Yes. Thank Thanks you for Rich. listening. Yeah. Appreciate that. Definitely. Yeah, I can't believe we're all the way out there in uh, San Diego. San Diego. Uh here is how rare the game was last night. You know that uh Xavier Gibson won the game for the Jets. Punt return, touchdown in overtime. And uh Pro Football Talk breaks down some of the odd things that happened last night. Third time in NFL history that a punt was returned for a touchdown in overtime. Wow. Yeah. Bills Jets was the 650th regular season overtime game in NFL history. Third time a punt was returned for a touchdown in overtime. Uh, Of those 650 games, the Jets just the 12th team in history to win after kicking off in overtime without their offense ever taking the field. Wow. How about that? I mean... These are way too many numbers being thrown at me I at know, once, but I'm, I, know. I, I can I, I know some of these words. With Factor Fantasy coming up, I'm trying to yeah, get your brain kind me of off, in a, yeah. uh, what? Uh, the Jets, the 280th team to win an overtime after losing the coin toss. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so that means, okay. In 341 sure. overtime games, the team winning the way toss has on the game and 29 overtime games have ended in, it has won the game, 29 overtime games ended in a tie. So the team Thank God. Going I toss. forgot that games can end in ties. Oh, yeah, I know. Gosh. I know. You know, the, the thing that's confusing about the overtime rules is they even they say both teams can possess it, which isn't necessarily true. true. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy, the official explaining the rule says it is sun death overtime unless Except the first team does. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> ah, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a nightmare. And, you know, it's I still don't I don't love the NFL's overtime rules. I kind of still think that they should go to the college format where it's just just put the ball on the 25-yard line and you've got to score. And I understand maybe the fear is that NFL offenses will be too efficient in that zone, but I feel like in terms of excitement level, like the way that college does it is, for the most part, the right way. I think I'm in the minority, and it may be a very small minority, but I hate that idea. Really? Yes. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. I could see... I don't what, hate you. I, you know, uh, there's nothing against debatable. you. Debatable. A, no, <laughs> a lot of people love... A lot of people talk about yeah. that. And I find that uh, very few people feel the way I do, which is, I don't want to do that. To me, it's like you're... It's not even football anymore. It's like yeah. you're playing a different game. For sure. That's what I don't like about yeah, it. But I know it yeah. is very exciting. It's a little bit like penalties in soccer, where people have that yes. same argument where it's like, yes. this is a completely, almost completely random way of deciding this game that isn't really still soccer yeah. even. And like, let's have a dunk contest to decide who won the basketball <laughs> Pretty much, game. or like a free throw off or mm-hmm. anything like that. It is really similar to that. So, I hear you. I, I Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with uh, that. One more bunch of random numbers. 175th overtime game to end with a touchdown. Okay. okay. Compared to 443 that have ended with a field goal. Oh, see, that's terrible. Three that have ended with a safety. Oh, that would be interesting. And 29 ties. So if a game... I'm hit- Whitey Gleason. <laughs> So that would be game over then. If if like the offensive team, if like the if let's say the opening kickoff for whatever reason is downed at the two yard line, if that defense were to get a sack, it would just be I think like so, if you were to get that you safety, had your possession, you just went backwards with it. Oh, see, that's it. Now I have something to be rooting for in these overtimes. I think. Yeah, I think that's how that would work. So I, 
that, that, that's that's okay. That's that's something I I, I pick that up. Uh, I to me that touchdown number is way too low, and that's why I feel like it would just be at least from an entertainment and excitement perspective. I think that's where I would prefer to see the college thing because watching these guys just try and essentially have a field goal off and you know if what if the first team kicks a field goal and then the second team kicks a field goal then it's really sudden death it's almost like I don't know it just feels like that overtime process needs to be sped up like when the when the when the Bills made that kick yesterday I wasn't like yes we get more more football absolutely mm-hmm. it was Oh my gosh! Like here's another possible ten minutes that I have to sit through just to get a result of this game. Are the Bills going to be fine? Are they going to bounce back from that? Are they good enough? Everyone last year, a year ago, yeah, I know Drapes was saying this a year ago. Everyone, the Bills are the best. The Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah, you don't hear that as much this year, but yeah. that doesn't mean people are right. I think they'll be fine. I think their true test comes in the postseason. Like I think they're a good enough team to to scrape together, you know, ten to eleven wins, if not more, but. I think at this point the Bills are kind of like the 49ers where it's like if you're not winning a Super Bowl then right. you know the season's kind of a bust. And as we said earlier, all the top teams in the AFC just slept through week yeah, 1. Yeah, they really did, <laughs> which might tell you the importance of week 1. Mm. Uh Chris Biederman joins us top of the hour up next. Who's going to the Super Bowl this year? The answer in the Fact of Fantasy Here we go. showdown unification bout next. Whitey Watkins, Sacktown Sports. your desk on your phone in the car whitey and watkins on Sacktown sports headed for a showdown here we go chris biederman from candlestick chronicles top of the hour right now it's time for chris now to go head to head on today's hottest topics time for the factor fantasy showdown all rise now entering the courtroom the honorable uh, Judge Verlaud, and I believe you have your bailiff with you today, Your Honor? Yes, I do. Yeah. Miss Rickford will be uh, making sure that you guys all stay in your spot, in your place. <laughs> okay. Don't need to get wild because of this decision, as we've discussed, can be one of the greatest winners in Factor Fantasy Showdown wow. of all time. Yes. yes. You may be seated. Mm. A unification bout. Yeah. Yes. We have two champions right now. So, I'm going to start with you, Whitey. Okay. You've had this run that has been unparalleled. Miraculous, some say. The 49ers and the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. Fact or fantasy? That is a fact. That's the fact, Jack. 1985, they played in the Super Bowl, and of course, Joe Montana, the 49ers, destroyed Dan Marino and the Dolphins. We're headed, headed for a rematch. 49ers dismantled the Steelers, and it's interesting, the Dolphins, with basically a different version of the same offense, the most stirring win of the opening Sunday, beating the Chargers in Los Angeles. These are the two best coach teams in the NFL. Uh, They're the two most physically outstanding teams. 49ers stronger physically and the Dolphins faster speeder to a tongue of Iloa is terrific. It's going to be a great Super Bowl, but it is 49ers and Dolphins in the Super Bowl this year, Your Honor. Yeah, this is a fantasy. fantasy. There's just no way we could know this. I mean, the 49ers did have a great week one, but what you do in week one is definitely not a sign of you going to the Super Bowl. The Dolphins were incredibly impressive, but 
Let's not forget that they were also impressive last year, and then Tua Tungavailoa suffered three concussions. I think that's still a question on whether or not he can remain healthy for the entirety of the season. Uh, you know, I think it's just too early to say anybody's going to be in the Super Bowl, but I'm definitely not going to say that it's going to be the Niners and Dolphins after week one. Uh, Whitey, you made a great point. Chris, you made no point. You said, oh, we just don't know. I don't know. So, Whitey, you get the point early on in this unification bout. Right. Vikings, you, Chiefs, Honor. rematch. Okay. Now you want to go with that? That probably would have got you the win. <laughs> so, Chris, we're going to start with you. Okay. Other than the New York Giants, the team that should be most embarrassed by their week one performance is Pittsburgh. Fact or fantasy? This is a fantasy. It's just a fantasy. And I'm sick and tired of this show being set up for me to just mention the fact that the Vikings were just terrible on Sunday. I don't know what you want me to say. This is this is tailor-made for me to just say, yeah, I mean, the Vikings were the most disappointing performance in week one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were led by... The great Baker Mayfield just absolutely ran through the Vikings, left them completely demoralized at the end of that game. The Vikings have to play the Eagles on Thursday, so it's looking like an 0-2 start to the season. You, you got to win the games that you, that are really easy, especially when you know we know uh, the elite quarterback that is Jared Goff is sitting in the division, as well as uh, the, the Packers, who look pretty decent. So, uh, yeah, the Vikings definitely, to me, were the uh, most – embarrassing team uh, for their performance on Sunday. Other than the Giants team that should be most embarrassed by their week one performance is Pittsburgh Factor Fantasy. That is a fantasy, Your Honor. Because the team that should be the most embarrassed is the Seattle Seahawks. They were home against a supposedly rebuilding Rams squad. But what happened? One, the Rams won 30-13. Two, Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seahawks, had to point out that they seem to want it more than we did, which is inexcusable. And three, for the first time in history, we actually heard audio of a quarterback back to throw, <laughs> seen an opposing rusher approaching him, and we heard that quarterback say, oh my God, I've never seen that before. It was Geno Smith with Aaron Donald in his face, and it summed up the whole opener, the disaster of an opener for the Seahawks. That is an absolute great point, Whitey. You said that there was no way that the Seahawks were going to lose on Sunday. But man, I think I got to go with Chris on this one because not only should the Vikings be embarrassed, Chris is embarrassed for them. That's how embarrassingly they played. He gave us the drop, the elite quarterback, which is Jared Goff. Point to you, Chris. Thank I hope you. you enjoy it. I it's it's a very very small consolation. You earned prize, that one. But I'll take it. Yeah, came with a price, didn't it? It did. It definitely did. All right. This appears to be the last question. Oh We're not going to have that much time. <laughs> we will bring the helmet in by the bailiff. Oh gosh. Remind us what we're playing for. Yeah. And I will start with you, Whitey. Okay. The next pro sports owner who needs an AI version of himself or herself to answer fan questions is Mark Davis. Fact or fantasy? That's a fantasy, Your Honor. I apologize. Serious, there's nothing silly about this. Uh, I would love to see, and I think we need an AI version of Warriors owner Joe Lacob. Why? Because Joey Lightyear's Years ago, he said, we are light years ahead of everybody else. So prove it. We need an AI version of Joey Light Years. We need uh, an owner 
uh, a hologram version of the Warriors owner because otherwise he's really not living up to his own words. So hologram, AI, Joey Lightyear's Lake of, that's the next donor we need to see an AI version of. Yeah, uh, this is this is in fact a, f- a fantasy. It's just a fantasy. And uh, the answer for me is Oakland A's owner, John Fisher, because who has more questions about what's going on than the Oakland A's fans right now? And nowhere to be seen is John Fisher. That doesn't seem like he wants to answer anything that Oakland A's fans have uh, concerns about. And the, I guess the only way that anyone could get even remotely close to an answer from John Fisher would be if we were to create an AI version. So at least for the sake of closure, it'd be nice if uh, the Oakland A's fans could have an AI John Fisher to at least know what's going on or, or at least get the truth behind what's happening. Oh. We cannot hear you, Your Honor. We just lost your audio. We just lost audio completely. No, I think so. there must be something wrong. It was wrong for a dramatic effect, I thought. Yeah. I did you, too, and then I saw his I lips like, moving. Like, oh. <laughs> you both made excellent, excellent points. Thank uh-huh. you, Your Honor. I mean, you both are champions, as proven, yeah. because we've had an interim champion and a current champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watkins, I do like the idea of a John Fisher AI. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, oh, no. the winner goes. The winner is Whitey because John Fisher's AI just simply wouldn't speak and nothing would be said. You are the five-time winner, Whitey. Thank congratulations! You oh thank you very much, and thank you, Your Honor, <laughs> and thank you, Chris. I couldn't have done it without you to compete with today. Thank you, uh, Bailiff uh, Rickford. Yeah. I I mean, you know, I I could have lost to a better person, so I appreciate it. I really you could have could have. Yeah, you I definitely could have. Um Woo. so you know, it it hurts to see you wear that helmet and uh I hope it's not for long. This yeah. game has an asterisk on it. <laughs> I I'm literally speechless, so we'll just yeah. take a, a break. Thank you, uh Your Honor. I really wanted that Jerry. crown today, man. That yeah. hurts. That really hurts. I thought you had a pretty good You keep doing here. this thing where, yeah, you tell me, I think you have a good chance today, and I feel like you're just you're getting in my head. And uh, uh, This game has an asterisk on it. <laughs> Gene Skeletor weighing in on uh, the, the interpretation of the rules. Chris Peterman, Candlestick Chronicles, on what Kyle Shanahan was <laughs> most happy about on Sunday. That's next right here. Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Sports.